It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill, Kirk Elliott, sitting in with us as he does each and every Friday. And we always want to thank Kirk for sitting in with us. Kirk, how you doing today, bud? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. A uh, little scary situation yesterday. So let, let's can we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, my nephew Dennis, who is uh, a racer, right? His house caught on fire pretty, yesterday pr- afternoon. Pretty damn good racer too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, So nobody got hurt. So uh, hold on a second. Now you were on your way up to Mount Airy. I was. I happened to be on my way up there, and I was at the Missouri border, Yeah, which is only about 30 miles from Mount Air, and and I get this call from my brother. Yeah, and and your brother said to you, guess what just happened? Yeah. What happened? Dennis's house caught on fire. I said, when did this happen? Just now? (laughs) The bathroom caught on fire, right? Yeah, something in the bathroom, maybe in the bathroom floor, a heating element, the floor that they never use, they said, but the bathroom was charred. And, uh, of course, smoke all over the house. So, yeah, yeah. scary situation. But but what's really scary is is that that bathroom caught on fire. And, and if it caught on fire while they were sleeping in the middle of the night, they would have had to run past that bathroom. To get out. To get out of the house, right? Yeah. Right. That's scary in itself right there. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, fortunately, it happened where... You know, the kids weren't home, and, yeah. you know, Dennis's wife works out of the house, and she just got home and discovered, opened up the door and smelled smoke and said, oh, house is so on fire. D- let me ask so. you this, Kirk. Did they end up putting the fire out by themselves? No, they had called the fire department. They did call the yeah. fire department. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they came and got it out. Yeah. So, uh, and is, in Mount Error, I would assume that that's a volunteer fire department. Yes. Right? Right. Right, volunteer fire. So they had to wait a little bit in order to yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, it took just a few minutes to come. You know, that had been five or ten minutes later. That old thing had burned to the ground. Right, right. So I'm happy that everybody's okay. They'll recover from it. But, uh, yeah, I am I happen to be up there right after it happened. So Right. So now, Kirk, you, you've got a house up there that you're, you're going to stay in, right? Yeah. But they they may need it for a while. I don't know. We'll see. You know, they they may need that house for a little bit. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is all right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's all good. I mean, the yeah. house is sitting there empty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and this is a house that you're going to kind of sh- use to stay up there when you want to stay up there up north. Right. Right. Yeah. So give me a little base operations up there. And I'm, yeah. I've still got my home here in Kansas City. So. Yeah. Get the best of both worlds there. Yeah. So well, anyway, that was my day yesterday. So how how bad did it burn their house up? Uh, it it there was mostly smoke. I mean, it charred up the bathroom pretty bad. Yeah. But outside of that, it mostly smoke damage, smoke and water damage. So hold hold the fort for a second. Well, you got to see about Bristol the dog here. She's starting to bark. <laughs> Maybe she wants to be on the show. That uh, you know, one one day we'll we'll get her on. She wants to co-host the show, little Bristol the dog. So, anyway, uh, Scott will be back here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, maybe we should wear the dog out before we go on the air. Yeah, that's right. So when she gets worn down, she can just go to go to sleep for a while. I think Scott needs to start taking some uh, initiative on that. Yeah. Well, if she barks every now and then, I you know that's fine. You know. Well, usually when yeah. she barks, she's ready to play and is is, yeah. is reared up. So yeah. maybe that's something he needs to look into. But a, a couple of barks doesn't hurt anybody. No. You know. So, you see that race last night the, at uh, Placerville. You mean the twenty four hours of Placerville? The twenty four hours of Pla- a lot of cars got upside down last night. It, a lot of wrecks. It. it yeah. It was. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, but twenty four hours of Placerville that was rough. All around track was. Track wasn't too bad, but it's just, you know, you make one small mistake, it was going to bite you. You heard a lot of the drivers complain about the racetrack last night. Said it was a little too heavy, a little too yeah. fast. It was too heavy. Yeah. 
Tanner Carrick worked out good for him. It worked out really well for him. Um, Keith Coons, he picks up, uh, he's now the all-time winningest midget owner in the history of USAC midget racing. What do you think about that? Big milestone there, 134 wins, mm-hmm. which uh, they beat Steve Lewis, who, you know, we, we haven't heard about Steve Lewis for a long time, but he ruled the roost back in the 90s into the mid-2000s, sir. He uh, Steve, he, w- he was the man for a long time as far as car owners are concerned. Now it's Keith Coons. Steve Lewis got out about the time, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think about the time that he started trying to run the PRI show down in Florida. I think that's when yeah. he got out, didn't he? Yeah. How about long that ago time. was that? That's uh, That's been 10, 15 years ago, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I don't remember how many years did we, how many years did I go down to Florida? Long time. I, you know, it wasn't down there that many years, though, was it? It was, only, it was only down there about three or four years. That's what I was it? thinking. At yeah. Orlando, right? Yeah, Orlando. Convention Center down there? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Indianapolis is where it, yeah, that's the perfect location for it. It is absolutely the best place for the PRI show, no doubt. Um, anyway, so last night, what would you think of that race? Austin, what would you think? Was it any good? What did you think about it? Uh, I mean, it was good. It just was the 24 hours of, of Placerville. That's about all I could say. I mean, it's just, um, you know, the most, I don't want to say impressive because he's been fast since he's come, come to the States. But um, the guy that's going to be a contender all, all week long is, is Michael Pickens. And no doubt. He shows why he is arguably the best, you know, open-wheel racer. Um and I, maybe the world. I, I. It's. It sucks that he doesn't come to the states more often. I think he'd do really well. Uh, we all remember the the great finish. Uh, him, Kyle Larson, and I believe it was Justin Grant had at the BC39 during. Uh, I believe it was a Stoops pursuit one year. Might have been 2019, uh, where they all flipped on the last lap, and and Larson somehow won it. But I think if if uh, you know, Pickens could figure out how to stay here, you know, year round. Uh, I mean, I, he can he can arguably you know win and and maybe win championships in, in his first go at it. Just I mean, look at you know look what he's done. He's ran in the top three, I believe, here in in two starts, and it's his only two starts in the states this year. His car wasn't very good at the beginning of the race, but it came on there late at the end, and he made a run at at, at Carrick, and I thought he was going to get him there for a second, didn't you? For a minute. Yeah, it was just going to be. It was too fast to make any big moves. You know, you just it was so fast on the top that nobody could bail out a line to really really make any big moves and if you slid across wrong it was either gonna bike or you're gonna get caught up in a rut and, and you know, end up upside down. So it was just you know, even though you he was probably the fastest car at the end of that race, it just was tough to to throw away a second place finish on on you know, on on a couple laps to go. I thought the track widened out a little bit during the A main. Didn't you think so? A little bit. Yeah, it was better than qualifying. It definitely better. It was slimy and greasy, and just it, the track wasn't very good early in the night. No, I mean, it, we always, you know, it's it. I mean, look how cold it, it had to be really cold. I mean, everybody's out here wearing hoodies and. And coats. They and said it was 48 degrees there last night. Yeah, they were Not all good. bundled up out there. Yeah, it's 48. The, fr- the frustrating part about that whole race is we still don't know what happened in that multi-car crash involving five cars. Jade Abadigian, you had uh, Daniel Whitley uh, involved in that. I think, uh, was Emerson Axon involved in that crash too? Uh, we don't know how that started. Mm. No. They didn't. They didn't have any video of it. Nobody saw it. The 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 news. The article that's posted on RacingBoys.com didn't really say how it got started. The announcer Chet didn't see it, and we didn't have any cameras on and, it. And Drake York didn't see it either. Drake York but, didn't know but how. But the, the thing about it is, is that that's when you tell your pit reporter to get down there and find out what happened. Yeah, they didn't even uh, interview any of the drivers you know, involved. Uh, th- this is a, a part of my pet peeve about pit reporters nowadays they don't want to get in their space once they put their helmet on and i think that's the, one of the biggest mistakes anybody can make scotty cook's not afraid to get in there listen you know when i did the short track nationals down there yeah. at uh, little rock you did it 
I did it too. But that's you want people to get in there and find out exactly what happened. Yeah, right? I, I mean, at least get down there and interview a couple of the drivers that were involved. I think Dazen Persley was one driver involved in that too. Carson Macedo involved. He had a uh, he he couldn't continue in that race. So yeah, Carson Macedo and Jade Abadesian and Dazen Persley, Emerson Axum, all involved in that wreck that we didn't see and yeah. don't know what caused it. Was uh, did you think that Buddy was ripping the top better than anybody else last night, Austin? Did you feel like he was doing a little bit better job at ripping the top? Well, right here with twenty to go, he's the only one up there. Right, he was the only guy so up there. It's doing hard to it. beat yourself. Yeah, he made it work when he started ninth and ended up third. What what is it hard to beat yourself? Well, when you're the what only do you mean? when you're the only one up there, you have nobody but to beat but yourself. Right. So he made it work. Hmm. Nobody else was running up there. Well, he made it work better than anybody. Um, he, he he just kept ripping it and ripping it up there and, and making it work. He may have had the fastest car. I don't know. I at think my, I think Michael Pickens was fast yeah. at the end. I think he was the fastest of the car. I think he was a little bit faster than Tanner Carrick at the end of that race. Um, did you notice how long it took them to uh, – Austin uh, – have you ever changed out a front axle quickly in a midget before? No. It seems like it takes a little bit longer to do. The, the, when your crew's not prepared, yes. Yeah. How different is that on a uh, midget than a sprint car as far as the, the front same. axle? I mean, the only thing that's different is the, the combo arm on the left front, which or steering arm is mounted on the bottom of the of the axle instead of on top of it. Um that's it's everything. You still have one radius rod on the left front, two on the right front, and then two shocks and a, and a sway bar. So uh, it's the exact same. It's just about you know. And we saw it when the crews walked over there. They weren't. They didn't have all the equipment in their hand ready to go. They weren't prepared. Uh, and and nobody nobody was ready for that situation. Unlike your outlaw teams or your wing sprint car teams, where it's a it's a practice throughout the winter to you know keep yourself you know I don't want to say in shape, but um, in tune on, on in, in rhythm of what to do. Yeah. They just weren't prepared for it last night. And I, I felt sorry. It, it, it was funny. They were trying to pull the axle out one way, and they couldn't get the rotor through the, through the, the hole. And then they took the tire off and pulled the axle out the other way, and it came out easier the other way. Maybe the Maybe the size of the hole is a little bit different. Yes, the whole axle can only go out the left side. Is that right? Yeah. The other thing that happened, uh, Jade Andriotti, the oil tank came off his car. Have you have you seen that before? I've never seen that before. When a car runs it over, yes, we've seen it, but yeah, never. It's thank it doesn't God it happen just, very often, does yeah. it? No. It's not like it just fell off. He had help getting it off. Yeah, there was contact made there. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, what did you think of the race last night? Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I think the track was uh, too heavy. I, I would agree with, with them. I think, uh, you know, it wasn't a bad race. Uh, there was a lot of, lot of accidents in the race. I think 10 cars total got upside down last night. Is that many? Ten? Yeah. Wow. So according to the information that I see here from Richie Murray, the publicist for USAC, ten guys got upside down during the course of the night. Mm. So uh, it could be a little less heavy, but it was cold last night. A lot of moisture in the air. A lot of, lot of moisture. So I wouldn't expect it to be much different tonight, would you? I don't know what the forecast is out there tonight, but we'll uh, see what happens. I, I'm not sure it's going to be any different tonight than it was last night. I don't either. I, 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 Saturday I, night, we got a 100-lap race. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Hangtown 100. Yeah, Justin Grant, not a good night for him. Nope. He gets upside down early in the main event, and he really didn't have a good starting he, spot. He, he was fired up. way back. He started 16th. He ended up running 14th last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think he was second in the points. Buddy Kofoid still continuing to lead the points over Justin Grant. 
Uh, Thomas Meserol, who had a great night on Thursday night, not as good a night last night. Now, he had to run the B main last night, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, and I'm just looking to see where he did end up in last night's feature event. But he was not a factor last night. He finished 13th last night after winning on Thursday night. Yeah. Not not the night that he was hoping for. Where where T Mess start? He ended up, he started twenty first. Yeah, and ended up running thirteenth last night. So he did have to come out of the B main, which he finished second behind Chili Bowl winner Tanner, Tanner Thorson, Thorson. Yeah, in that first semi main. You know there was a lot of good cars in the B mains last night. Yeah, Dazen Persley, he was in the. In the B main last night, Jade Abadishian won the uh, won that second B main. Mitchell Moles, Tyler Rimmer, she was in there. Corey Day mentioned a couple of good names that were in there. Thorson and Meserol running one Meserol. two in the first semi. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of good cars mired towards the back of the field last night that had no shot. That that's more of a reflection of the racetrack. Yeah, the conditions of the well, track. Well, it just goes to show you qualifying matters. As Tanner Carrick was the overall top qualifier last night, so you get a good time trial, you're likely to get to put yourself in good position in the uh, heat races to start up front. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to tonight watching tonight's action. Um, three nights, right at Placerville? Is that right? Yeah. Three nights. Three straight nights. Saturday night again, a 100-lap feature race. We only see that a couple of times throughout the whole year. Yeah. What is the other 100-lapper at Houston Speedway? I think that's the only other track that runs 100 laps, right? Did they run 100 up there at Houston's? Yes. Mm -hmm. We talked about that a couple days ago. That and Turkey Night. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey Night is not – how many? that's not 100 laps, though, is it? 98. 98 is laps. 98. Yeah. So we'll see about that a week from Saturday night, Turkey Night at Ventura Speedway. Hey, Kirk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, up there at uh, Iowa Speedway. They're going to have a, a pretty big concert coming up up there, aren't they? Man, that's uh, you know they, that's it, a really good concert. That's a multi-year contract that High B, the title sponsor of that. Iowa Speedway, which is owned by NASCAR, by the way, and the IndyCar Series have put together for a doubleheader weekend at Iowa Speedway in July of next year and talk about some headline attractions. Man, I can't, you know, the amount of money that it costs to book these high-profile uh, artists, I mean, we're talking about Carrie Underwood, Kenny Chesney, the Zach Brown Bad and Ed Sheeran. Sheeran. I mean, these are headline acts. Those these are, aren't just, uh, you know, some artists coming in, you know, playing before they'd fill. These people fill out stadiums, right? And yet, the, they're they're the pre-race show, and it the, are are is this a race with a concert or a concert as part of a race? I don't know. I think it's more of a. Uh, uh, most people will show up to watch the concerts, and oh, by the way, there's, there's races race. going on. Right, on, on top of it. Right, no doubt But they about had it. a big crowd up there last year. I was up there for the uh, Sunday portion of that doubleheader weekend. I didn't see any of the concerts, but mm -hmm. I just watched the race. But yeah. I got the feeling when I was up there that most people were there to see the concert acts more so than the races. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Hey, I want to remind everybody about the uh, the Corvette that they're going to be giving away up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. All the proceeds, all the raffle tickets that you buy, all the money goes straight to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Uh, they've got this 2023 Z06 Corvette right now. It's got the Z07 pack performance package on it. It's pearl white Metallica. It's a tri-coat color. And they're also going to give you $25,000 in cash to help you pay for the taxes. They're going to be giving it away Saturday, August 19th, 2023. That's during the Knoxville Nationals. Or that's after the Nationals. That's the week after the Knoxville. That's the week after the Nationals. Normally they announce that the last day of the Knoxville Nationals. Right, yeah. The 21st of August next year is one week after the Nationals. Right. 
So anyway, this Corvette is, is 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. Goes from zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's eight-speed automatic. It's got the bigger tires on it. It's got the big brake package on it. It's got the aero package on it as well. Again, this is the Z07 performance package. And if you would like to buy a raffle ticket and have a chance to win this great Corvette that's up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, you could do that at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. And if, if you would like, they you still have a chance to win this race-ready 410 X chassis sprint car that they're going to be giving away up there. And they're going to be giving that away on Friday, December 16th. That's just right around the corner, Kirk. Yeah, and that's a big day up there. They're going to announce the inductees to the next Hall of Fame that same day. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's a big going to be day. a big day up the Hall of Fame. And if you would like to buy a raffle ticket for the Sprint Car, you could do that at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. And they are also going to give you $25,000 to help pay for the taxes as well with that car. If you're not comfortable... Uh, by giving your information on a computer for the Corvette or the Sprint car, you can always give them a call at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. And uh, they will take your information right over the phone if you're not comfortable with giving your information on a computer. A lot of people are not comfortable with doing that. Older people, Kirk, are not comfortable yeah. with that. Well, I I can understand that. Yeah. All good. You have options. Kirk, when, when we used to do the uh, uh, pay-per-views, we had people that that didn't want to give their information on, on a computer, didn't they? they uh, we had not not many people. There were uh, a few. About a half a dozen people every year that, uh, you know, they wanted to either send us a check or, you know, take it over the phone. They didn't want to go through PayPal or any of those other entities. But, you know, not too many. Not, not very often. Right. All right. Hey, we'll take it any. At that time, we were taking any way we could get it. Right. No doubt. For sure. We we were accommodating to our customers. We would do whatever it would take. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Golf Resort. Reno 
nine whole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos, a beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities, a large pool for relaxation and families, the Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill, great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports, all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us today. We'd like for you to give us a call if you would like to. We'll get uh, Austin to put the phone number up there, 816-833-8553, 816-833-8553. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, I see our old buddy Ben is hanging out with us. He's uh, over there in Australia. Ben, we appreciate you. I don't know what time what time is it over there, Ben. I'm not sure exactly what time of the day it is in Australia right now. But um, hey, Kirk, I, I can tell you it's five thirty in the morning. It's five thirty right 530 now. Five thirty Saturday morning in all Sydney, Australia. Is it really? Yes, sir. God bless Ben. Man, 5.30 in the morning on a Saturday morning. Yeah. That's about when we get up to do the show on Saturday morning. Yeah, what, I'll, what I'll, time do you get up on Saturdays, Kirk? About that time. About 5.30? Yeah. Get up and update the website and try to catch up on what went on on Friday night that I might have missed. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got a lot of a lot of great fans out there in Australia. Um. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's 5 a.m., he said. 5 a.m. How about that? God bless you, Ben. I, I appreciate you so much, buddy. Um, anyway, Kirk, you said tonight um, we were talking about concerts earlier. You said Reba McIntyre is here tonight. You, you like, you're like you a Reba fan, aren't you? Yeah, I saw Crystal Gale last Saturday night out here at the Ameristar. How was that? That was a good show. You know, she was the sister of Loretta Lynn. So, she was Loretta's sister. How long did she play? About an hour and a half. Started about eight thirty. Got that down long about ten o'clock. Yeah, that. Yeah, she put on a good show. No, where, no warm up band. Where'd you see her at the at Ameristar Casino? Ameristar. Yeah. Yeah. What What's your favorite uh, song by her? Ready for the times to get better. It's my favorite Crystal Gale song. Can you sing a note or two no, of that? No, don't ask me to <laughs> No way, man. Hmm. No way. Yeah. Talking in your sleep, that's another favorite of mine, hers. Yeah. So, yeah, Reba's down at uh, T-Mobile Center tonight. So, so I, I, I don't know if people know this about Kirk Elliott, but Kirk is one of the kind of people that he doesn't care if he goes to a concert with anybody or not. Right. Kirk will go to a concert. He'll go down to the concert. You'll find a single. Hold on. Let's step back to the, your concert last week. 
you went down there to Ameristar. I did. And and you walked up to the, the window and you said um, give, me, give me the best single you got. I got. Give me the best single you got, and the guy give you the ticket. And said, so you just need one? Here you go. Enjoy. It didn't cost you a dime. I don't have to pay for this? Nope. Enjoy the night. So it was all good. Wow. <laughs> How about that? I will get away with that tonight. No, not down at the... No, I, I, you won't see me up in the nosebleed section at any concert. If I'm going to go somewhere, and I don't go to many concerts... Give me down, give me as good a seat as possible down low, up front, not far away from when, the stage. That's where I want. When, when I told you to go see Joe Bonamassa. Oh, that was a great show. I didn't even know Joe Bonamassa. Never he, seen he, him, didn't know any of his music. Never heard nothing. one song. Had never he. heard one song. So I go down there at, uh, it, what, what theater is that downtown? I was out of town, and I told Kirk, I said, if I was in town... I'd go to that concert. I would be going to Joe Bonamassa tonight. And right? so I did. I and, took your advice. And Kirk went down. And you got a fourth-row ticket, didn't you? Yeah, right. Center stage, about four rows back. Yeah. That yeah, was a great show. I'd go back to see him again if he ever comes back to town. I'm oh, there. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That guy's great. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but this is this is what Kirk does. He just goes to a concert, buys a single, doesn't it doesn't have to go with anybody. Yeah, and and you always get a good ticket. The only time you sat in the nosebleed section was when we went down and saw Marcus King, didn't we? Yeah, but that I mean that was that was a good seat. Yeah, we had a pretty good view of what was going on up uptown there. theater. There's uptown not a bad theater. Seat. What's the name of that theater right in the loop of downtown? Midland, where, the Midland Theater. That's where I saw Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Truman? No, mm. have not. Mm. Had a great venue. Well, it's kind of a it's it's a little grungy. Then you and Todd and I and Deidre all got together down at the uh, Knuckleheads, and I can't even remember the guy we saw. Richie Cotson. Yeah, he he was good. He was a good guitar player. Yeah, yeah. So, Kirk, uh, back in the day, uh, and I know we're talking music here a little bit, but um, you saw the original. Leonard Skinner, didn't you? Uh, yeah. 1976. The original Leonard Skinner. Ronnie Van Zant. Artemis Powell. Yeah. That was a great show. Man. Do you know who opened up for him? Head East. Remember that band? Oh, Flat as a Pancake. Yeah. Remember that? That was their big album. Hilton Coliseum, Ames, Iowa. Really? That was a great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old Leonard Skinner. Now, who died in that crash? Ronnie Van Zant and um, their manager, um, Cassie Gaines, Steve Gaines, the manager, and and Ronnie Van Zant. Yeah, four of them. That was tragic. When that was that about nineteen seventy seven somewhere in there. Seventy seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same year Elvis died. Boy, I, you know, if you're old enough like us, you always remember where you were when you heard Elvis died. I remember where I was at when I heard Leonard Skinner had a plane crash. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was shocking when that went down. Did you see the Allman Brothers? Never did. Never did. I was see. a big fan of the Allman Brothers. Oh, I had, me, me I had uh, two or three of their albums live at Fillmore East and mm-hmm. what was the name? Peach something? I can't remember what that other album I had, but Allman Brothers, that's where you and I got a lot in common. I was a big Allman Brothers fan, oh, but man. I never saw him in concert. I saw Did Allman. you? Yeah, I did. I didn't see him with uh, with uh, Dwayne Allman, obviously, because yeah. he had already passed. But, yeah, I, I definitely saw him. All right, Kirk, um, what, do we, what do we got coming up this weekend on um, – on flow. Hey, I'm interested to see uh, down at Florence Speedway, Dale Jr. is going to be there. Uh, I'm interested in watching that event. That's a pavement event down there at Florence Speedway. And uh, I think that starts tonight, does it not? They've got, what, a, it's a 400 lap? I'm not exactly sure it is. the it's length a four, of that. South Carolina 400 at Florence. But I'm interested in tuning into that. Timmonsville, South Carolina. Right. Right. 
And that uh, that F1 race over, is that Abu Dhabi? Where is that? Austin? I'm interested in watching that. Is that this weekend? Yep, 7 a.m. on Sunday. Early Sunday morning. Get up early. Is that, is that at night or is it in the daytime? It is nighttime in nighttime. Abu Dhabi. I'll just, I'm not getting up at 7. I'll just watch the replay. Yeah, ESPN does a good job about posting it about an hour or two later. Uh, then after the race has ended, so it should be up by 10 o'clock our time. That, is that that road course that's so well lit? The greatest lit road course? Uh, no, the one you're t- the one you you're thinking of would be uh, Singapore, which is a street course. I mean, they're all well lit. It has to be you know FIA graded. So uh, I mean, every road course that that series goes to, I mean, you there isn't one dark spot on the groove or on the on the surface of the track. So, uh, but no, like I said, the one you're thinking of is would be Singapore Street Circuit. Hmm. Yeah, I'll 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 watch that. So they they have a mandatory. Um, um, you've got to be well lit for these cars, right? Well, if you're running them at night, but yeah. I, you know I haven't seen a road course. You know that I forget, and I've maybe it was Singapore that I was looking at, but that I thought maybe it was Abu Dhabi last year that I noticed the the course was as well lit as any road course I've seen anywhere. Yeah. Hey Kirk, what'd you think about uh, Dave Tyson coming in yesterday? Yeah, it was interesting. He yeah, uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge. He had a lot he? of interesting stories to tell. I was probably more fascinated by his encounters with Harry Truman, the the late president from Independence, Missouri, that walked past his Isn't house. Isn't that crazy that Harry <laughs> Harry S. Truman just walked around the neighborhood? Yeah, not much. Uh, security how you doing young man he always said to him <laughs> yeah so uh, that that fascinated me when i heard him say that but yeah uh, dave's wealth of information has got a lot of great stories to tell he uh you know we didn't even scratch we didn't even scratch the surface of things that he has done so we'll definitely it's fun going to the races with dave too i i've been to the races and hung out with ray cunningham and dave tyson and those guys are a lot of fun to hang out because they, you know, they just know a lot about what's going on. Wealth of knowledge. Yep. We need to get Ray in here one day. Yeah. Ray's a great storyteller, too. But I enjoy working with those guys in the Hall of Fame and, you know, that Carb Hall of Fame coming up. He did mention, you asked him who the best driver ever to come out of Kansas City. He said Danny Lasowski. Was anybody else set back by that? So... I'm not going to argue with that. So if that's true, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame like yesterday. Isn't it hard to believe that he's not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, George is in there. Uh, but isn't it? Dan, Danny needs to be inducted well, sooner the better. Don't, don't you think that Danny Lasoski should have been one of the first people inducted into the Hall of Fame? Well, I think he, he was still active at that time. Still, but I don't. That's not a precursor to going into the Hall of Fame. We've seen a lot of active drivers go in. Tim Carrick is still an active driver, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. So That's true. Uh, yeah, I just hope that's uh, maybe next March. We'll see. The inductees are going to be announced. I think they're taking nominations now, but the inductions are going to be announced uh, probably around Christmas time. I'm thinking. Who do you think is the greatest driver that came out of Kansas City, Kurt? Oh, boy. Uh I, I, I've not thought about that. Really, there's so many great drivers that's come out of Kansas City. And, uh, you know, a lot of drivers that's had great accomplishments. Danny Lasalski has won four Knoxville Nationals. That's but true. But so has Kenny Weld. But you talk about Tiger Bob Williams, who you talked about quite a bit yesterday. Yeah. I thought he was a great talent. I mean, there's been so many great drivers come out of Kansas City. That's uh, Ray Lee, Ray Lee Goodwin. He he's got to be right up there, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm gonna say Kenny Weld is one of the great ones. Uh, I would agree with you on that. Did you see where uh, Pete just chimed in here? He said, "Do you see ex NASCAR CEO Brian France is going to be on Dale Junior's download this week? Did you see that?" That's a can't mess. You ever listen to the Bloomquist interview? Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. I'm going to listen to it tonight. 
today. I'm going to listen to it today. Yeah. Make it a point. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, Bloomquist, uh, you know, the Dale Jr. download, that that is a great – Dale does a great job interviewing these drivers. Gets a lot out of them. Well, the, the biggest thing he does is he asks – he only asks you – well, I mean, he asks you questions throughout – you know, throughout the interview, but it's it's very simple and short, and he lets you tell your story. Exactly. There's no talking over anybody. He just lets you tell your story, and then when it's over, we're on to the next one. It's it's just the focus is on on the guest. Yeah, he's a lot like Joe Rogan on his podcast. Well, to be honest with you, that's what a good interviewer does. Yeah. Right. You keep the question short and simple. You don't act like you know more than them. Right. Exactly. That's well said. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dale Jr. <laughs> does a good job at that. When he, It's a conversation more than an interview. Right. You know, and he, he uh, does a good job of drawing that out. So Brian France, that is definitely a can't-miss interview. Oh, no doubt. I, I hope, hopefully he'll ask some tough questions. You know. Uh, the, he the, does. You, you you've got to ask the you got to ask you got to throw a hardball every once in a while. Oh sure, right? Yeah, can't be as scared to ask the tough. You got to ask the questions your listeners are wanting to, to ask. hear. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're serving your listeners well, the, above and everything else. I mean, the biggest thing too is, you know, it's they take their time to find you know even even asking the questions that you know people want to hear. It's questions or stories or events that nobody really knows about. Uh, that's like when you'll find out during the Bloomquist interview, they, they found information that Bloomquist has forgot about, and and it brought back you know memories and, and, and good stories to, to the show. So, yeah, I mean, nobody is doing it better, and it shows, you know, why they are the number one list, uh, number one uh, rated, you know, racing slash motorsports podcast. Um, in the country. Yeah, his his guests will bring up things that even they didn't think they would talk about, that, you know, jog, jog their memories and stories that come up, and it sounds spontaneous on the air because it is spontaneous, and that what makes it interesting to listen to. Right, no doubt. Well, we've had, uh, we've interviewed a lot of people over the years, Kirk, didn't didn't we have uh, Dale Jr. on once? Yeah, we did. We did. We did an interview with we Dale did. Jr. Didn't yeah. we? And we got to hang out with him at the Uptown Theater one night too, didn't we? He did. And we got to Todd and I got to hang out with him at Todd's old Piper High School. Right. Yeah. One day, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Great guy. Very approachable. Down to earth. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool when we got to hang out with him. That was that big Budweiser deal they had it down was. there, yeah. wasn't it? What you see with Dale Jr. is what you get. Yeah. He's just a genuine guy. Yeah. Not like he's dead. He's not like his dad He's, he's at nothing all. like his dad. No. Uh-uh. No. He's totally opposite in my eyes. I don't think he's anything like his dad. And I had a couple of encounters with Dale Sr. when he was still alive. And, uh, yeah, he was not as approachable. He really wasn't approachable at all, Dale Sr. Yeah. Uh, but Dale Jr. It just he he just comes off like a regular guy. Hmm. Um, Frog said I was good friends with Kenny Weld, but he was out of sight in Pennsylvania. He was also great. I I, I think Kenny Weld has to be right up there yeah. at the top. I had a chance to get to know Kenny Weld. Uh, had great conversations with him. I found him to be as intelligent a person as anybody I've ever met. Just the way he spoke and talked about things. And Greg was that way, too. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know Greg as well. I knew Greg pretty well. Yeah. But uh, Kenny Weld was a fascinating individual to talk to, yeah. unlike anybody I've ever spoken to as a race car driver. Mm-hmm. But he was really, he was really great behind the wheel. No doubt about it. And, and a, a bright mind as well. Oh, sharpest person i've ever met yeah uh, that's that's driven a race car all right 
Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show, and we'll talk a little bit about what's going to go on tonight. Uh, live pay-per-view. We'll talk about what's going on on Race and Dirt, uh, Dirt Vision, um, Flow, and we'll do all that when we come back here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. So here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Country Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer along with Kirk Elliott, my partner of 22 years on the air. Kirk, it's hard to believe it's been 22 years, hasn't it? 
time flies, and the older you get, the quicker it flies. How old were you when we met? You were 44, weren't you? 66 now, so I guess, that yeah, that'd be 44. I felt like an old man even then. You did? I don't know. Why'd you feel like an old man then? I don't know. You were a young man when I met you. You were in your 40s. Yeah, I look back on it now. I, yeah, I was young, wasn't I? You know, I, I, I don't know if anybody knows the story about when uh, I approached Kirk Elliott about coming on board with me to do the show. I, I, I originally reached out to Kirk, and I was still on the air with my partner, Tom Wilson, at the time. And and I knew that 810, I, I hate to say this, but 810 didn't want anything to do with Tom Wilson at the time. And they came to me at the time and said to me, Scott, we'd love to keep you on doing track talk. It was called the Casey Auto Racing Report at that time. And um, they said, we'd love to keep you on, but... Tom is just too big a pain in the butt. Tom was a little high maintenance, wasn't he? Yeah, big, great guy. God rest he, his soul. He was he was one of the great guys. And, and listen, great voice. He had the pipes, didn't he? Yeah. Did he have the best pipes? Of yeah. Anybody? When he was down there at Central Missouri Speedway, he was he was awesome announcer. Yeah, he was great. Him and Earl Walls were like two peas yeah. in a pod, weren't they? Yeah. I never forget when Scotty said that uh, um, Earl hired Scotty to come down there and announce his races. He he looked at Scotty and he goes, "Now, you're not going to be Tom Wilson. Nobody is ever going to be Tom Wilson." He uh, Earl thought the world of Tom, didn't he? He did. But Tom was a hard worker. Yeah, he was. He did a good job with the publicity too. Yeah, he did a lot of press releases and he did a great job. But at the time, um, he was just kind of rubbing everybody at 810 a little bit raw. If you remember right, he, he, he was just a little abrasive, right? And so I went to Kirk, and I asked Kirk, I said, Kirk, would you be interested in coming over and doing the show with me over there at uh, – on 810. And you were doing the show at that time with uh, Mark Morell. Sam Atwell. Sam Atwell. And, and Major Miles. And Major Miles. Steve Parker. Steve Parker. Parker, yeah. His real name is Steve Parker, not Major Miles. Right? I called him Major. Right. Did you? Major yeah. Miles. So Great, great a, guy, though. A, he was a good guy. A, a, a great MRN pit reporter, too. Yeah. He did a good job with those guys. Um, anyway, long story short is Kirk looked at me and he goes, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I, I want to see, I'd that. seen you race before right. you were the bad boy out there is yeah. the way I saw it. And I'd never, I'd never even met you before, but I'd seen you race. Right. I said, boy, I don't know if I, I don't want to get involved with that or not. Right. So then you listened to the show. I did it for about a year, didn't I? Well, even less than, well, about, I would say six months. So, uh, eight months, probably. And and I was rotating people through. Yeah. Uh, doing auditions for and people. And 810 just went, the they, they just purchased that signal. They just, the, they purchased 810. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's when it got started. It, it, you were on there when uh, they moved over the 50,000 watt signal over to 810 with the legendary call letters WHB. You were there from the very start. Yeah, I because was, before that, it was the old fifteen ten sun up sun down station. Right. Yeah, but eight ten took it to a whole new level when they moved over to that fifty thousand watt signal. It was so cool in the beginning when we first started doing that. Um, we did what nine races live on the air. Now we did an I seventy, Sedalia. Heartland Park, Topeka. Where else did we do them, Kurt? Yeah, I-70, Sedalia, Heartland Park. And did we do a race at Lakeside? I can't remember. I don't think we did, did we? 
we did one with uh first for um um steve we did we did a live show out there for steve yeah. remember that but let's finish the steve story Griswold. yeah the, the the i i hemmed and hawed about it and i said ah, i don't know whether i want to get involved with with him he he's kind of a rough he's kind of a bad boy yeah. i don't know about that so you listened to the show for yeah you did a great job for about six months and then one day you give me a call didn't you yeah and it was because they didn't the show that i was on you know it was all nascar but I, you know i kind of want to talk about some of the local stuff too you know right 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 and there was a big moment in Kansas City is when they put dirt on Lakeside Speedway. Right. Went from a pavement track right. to a dirt track in and 2000. So the, the opening night with the dirt at Lakeside Speedway, I wanted to talk about it on the other show. And you told and them they, that you had Mark Olson. I got the Mark Olson lined up to talk about. It's going to be a huge night. Sure enough, it was. Cars were lined up for miles getting into the place on that first All night. All the way out to the highway. Right. Yeah. And I said, you know what? These guys don't want to talk about a lot of things I want to talk about. And Scott Trailer does. So I give you a call. I said, does that offer still open? Yeah. And then a week later, you were you on said, there yeah. with me. So the 1st of June of 2000. And then that same year, we did. They, they, this is what really blows me away. Uh, Chad Boger, down there at Sports Radio 810 WHB, allowed us to go out and do these live race events we did nine of them that year yeah on this fifty thousand watt blowtorch radio station and i thought that was the coolest thing in the world and, and, and remember the one night when we were up at heartland park topeka yeah they forgot the power down yeah they did. remember that it's supposed to be a daytime only fifty thousand, right. but if you're a clear channel fifty thousand watt station you can be heard all over the country right and, and they that's forgot the power down that one night to be there that one night yeah so we were heard in mexico and all, all over the over continental the co- united states yeah it was great yeah it was it was pretty wild but yeah. they uh you know as the station got more popular then our opportunities to do these races on the air became less and less but mm-hmm. at the start of 810 they you know they were looking to build things up and they allowed us to come on there and do those races and it wasn't long after that we started doing live ascs audio and here's the here's the crazy part about it you were still racing out at i-70 speedway and you hosted a pre-race show in your fire suit you'd go out there and do hot laps while the show was going on. No, what I would do is I I would I'd put on my fire suit during the commercial break. Okay. And then as soon as the show would end, I would run down to my car and go out and do hot laps. Yeah. I'd only had one hot lap session because I'd missed one of them. So you did the pre-race show and you raced too. And I was doing Metro Sports Television. Do you remember that? I remember that. I was doing TV, radio, and a pre-race show all at once when I was driving out there at I-70. Then Speedway. you did that uh, Dodge, Dodge race, race show. Was that with Tim Grunhard? And- uh, with the, uh, the center from the Kansas City Chiefs, Tim Grunhard and Todd Romero. Yeah. Remember that? That was on uh, 41? Channel 41, and it was on right before the NASCAR races. Yeah. So you did that a while. Did that a while. Now, you know, it was good times over there at Metro Sports. I had a good time And over you were there. still racing at that time. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like me racing and, and talking about racing at the same time. Yeah, but you pulled it off. Yeah. I wasn't there right at the start to help you out because I was still announcing races up in Iowa every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The first year, you know, we were together. You were working at... Uh, at a hotel chain, right, at the time, and, and you, yep. d- you decided to uh, give that up and, and, and concentrate full-time on Racing Boys, 2002. 2002. Yeah, we decided, hey, you know, we got something going here. Let's 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 run with it. Let's do it. So, But anyway, that's how you and I got together. I was hesitant at first, but since you want to talk about a lot of types of racing that I want to talk about, that's why I called you up. And, and I'm, I'm sorry for all the times I've picked on you <laughs> on air. I've picked on you a few times on yeah. air, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. But, you, but, but, but what people don't know is as soon as the show, as soon as we go off the air, 
that's all gone, isn't it, Kurt? Sure. We, yeah. we never hold any animosity <laughs> towards each other, do we? Have you thrown me under the bus on the air? Yes, you have. I have. Yeah, I have. But it's all good. Yeah. But you know what? We never let that interfere with us, do we? Ha- no. Have we ever, ever no. let anything interfere with us that we've said on the radio? Not me. I don't. It rolls off my back. I know it. You got the rhino skin. You, do you tick me off while we're on the air sometimes? Oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, but most of the time, if not all the time, but I walk at this door, it's all forgotten. Yeah, but we rarely ever, <laughs> Kirk, I can't even think of any time that we've been so mad at each other that we wouldn't talk to each other. Can you think of any time? No. Never. Uh-uh. Not once. Not that I can remember. Anyway, so good times over the years, and it's been 22 years together, and um, almost 23 years, Kurt. Isn't that something? Yeah, see, the the reason I wanted to retire is we got out of the high-stressful video business. You didn't like that? Not really. Because you had you had to make... I mean, it was, it was, it was cool for a while, the chili, doing the chili bowl and... The shootout, and a lot of that stuff was uh, was good, but when the business started to change, <laughs> it it became less attractive to me. Mm-hmm. And it did change after we got into it. It did. But you know, it all comes back to what I reason I came over here to begin with is to hang out with you and talk racing. Yeah, and who would have believed that we'd have this studio and doing everything that we've done all these years? Right. Well, you're the one that uh, got that all going. Yeah. So I, you know, I got to credit your your visionary to make this all happen. Well, I'm just along for the ride. Let me tell you when when we originally moved into the old Sports Radio 810 studio over there in Independence, Kirk Elliott. That was your idea, right? I took Kirk Elliott in there. I said, Kirk, I'd like to be able to have a, a studio and where we could do shows every day, right? And so I took Kirk over there to the Sports Radio 810 building. Oh, my. And it was a dump, wasn't yeah. it? Kirk looked at me and goes, listen, I don't mind doing what you want to do, but I'm not going to help you clean this place. And I didn't. You cleaned it. I cleaned it for two you months. You cleaned it yourself. You cleaned it up. I cleaned that whole place myself, yeah. by myself. But you know, the good news is we worked out of there all those years. No rent, no utilities. <laughs> That was great. Yeah, that until the mold got us out of there, and we yeah. had to move out. Till the mold set in. The mold set in. Yeah, we had to get out. We we couldn't we we didn't want to make Todd have to work over there because Todd had had cancer, and we didn't want him to get. But the, we had it was a big enough place out there. We all had offices, and it was a really yeah. nice layout. We, we were setting up a video studio out there, and, the, had, and the set is still there. By the way, we, we've got a television set. Out at the old Sports Radio 810 studio. It's just sitting there going to waste. Yeah. Yeah. But the mold got us. Yeah, it ran us out of there. All right, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the show today. We appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, remember, it's Track Talk with the Racing Boys, Kirk Elliott and myself, along with uh, Austin O'Neill and Todd Surprise will be in with us tomorrow as well. It's always nice to have Todd come in and hang out with us, uh, talk a little bit about Things non motorsports a little bit with Todd once in a while, and I'm going to watch that Scott Bloomquist interview with Dale Jr. I'm going to watch it today too. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. How long is that interview, Austin? Oh, about two hours. Is it really? Yeah, it's legit interviews. I mean, it's it's worth your time. Yeah, that's how they should be. Well, knowing Scott Bloomquist like we do, I, I'm I don't doubt that for a minute. I, I think we do some legit interviews over here, don't yeah. we? Hmm? We've done a few legit interviews in yeah, our day. You still need to get Tony Stewart on sometime. Yeah, I, I, I'll get him on for sure. I'll talk to him when we get down to the Chili Bowl, and I'll, I'll get him on for sure. All right, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in to the show. We appreciate it. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Central Time, it's Track Talk with the Racing Boys, Kirk and myself, along with Austin O'Neill and Todd Surprise. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. 
It's Track Talk. We'll talk to you then. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works.